Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. And I'm Chris Heine. And this week, we're going to give you part two of the URA Colorado sweet, sweet trip, our traveling days, a journal of sorts. So <laughs> before we do, let's uh, chat quickly about the things that are coming up at the gallery. What day is it? Today is February 1st. Wow. How did this happen? I'm not sure. But in two weeks from now, we have the opening reception of the Robo Show, uh, which has 70 artists who've created all sorts of really amazing images. All of them are inspired by mechs and mobile suits and lots of cool armor and stuff. So there's concept artists, illustrators, designers, people from all over the world that have contributed pieces for the upcoming show. So you should come to the opening reception February 12th from 7 to 10 p.m. Yeah, that's a good show. I'm excited (laughs) about that. I've been watching lots of anime to gear up for that. It's true. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, okay. There may or may not be mobile suits in that They're one. Doesn't matter. I've been watching it anyway. So, um, what else is coming up? Don't you well, have Well, yeah, speaking of thing? the Robo show, we're having a game night. It's called, I believe it's called Techno Future. Oh, that sounds uh, intense. And it's going to be games um, all about the future and cool tech things, robots fighting each other in the middle of a giant city. Or uh, hacking your way into some sort of corporation, not Netrunner. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was like, who, who's the lucky player that gets to play with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the single person. It's, a it's another game. It's another one. game in the Android universe, not ah. Netrunner, though, called Infiltration. Um, and who knows what else? And probably a lot of games that don't have anything to do with mechs, but it'll be awesome. And that's that cool. is Thursday, July... Uh, <laughs> Wow. Thursday, January. <laughs> Wait, February. February. Thursday. <laughs> Where are we? February 4th, I believe, <laughs> at 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Yes. That sounds good. Yep. And the same day, just in case you guys are Minneapolis natives, uh, Lindsay and I will be at the Science Museum for a Woo-hoo! very special event. Um, it's the Science of Sex. It's an adult-only night at the Science Museum. <laughs> and we're going to be talking all about personality types and relationships, and we'll be presenting at 8 o'clock. So just in case you want to stop by and say hi and see what that is all about. Oh, you totally should. And in case you are a little shy, getting a little blushy <laughs> with this one, there's all sorts of experts that talk about like a million different sexy topics. And so some booths have hands-on things, which I'm sure will be, <laughs> <laughs> will be very exciting. And then other um, people are doing presentations, like Jenny said. Yep. So the event is from 6 to 11 p.m., at the Science Museum of Minnesota, um, and it should be really, really fun. And so I think it's only uh, 12 bucks for members and 17 bucks for everybody else, and yep. yeah, tons we'll of booths. Tons of snacks and drinks and all sorts of stuff, so yeah. just in case you want to see, we're going to be talking about Great Personality, which was the dating sim that we made a couple years ago. So we will talk about the behind-the-scenes dating scenarios and how it works together. Talk yeah. How you dated everyone to find out what their personality was. Yeah, yep. that's how it goes in normal life too, right? <laughs> so, um, and for anybody that is listening about that, obviously obviously, that's a big hint dropper here that the next one is coming very, very soon. So that's really good. So, yes, come say hi to us, and then we shall all be blushing together. So, um... Yeah, well, we're excited to share the other part, uh, number two, of the URA trip. And again, another travel trip uh, with the Light Grade crew and a bunch of awesome artists. So stay tuned and listen for our sweet adventure. Oh, man. 
guys. It's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have, wait, we don't have to. We don't say that yet because it's the end, right? The end of the year, and then when it hits midnight, which is in any moment now, then we can say it together in unison. Do you say Happy New Year at th- on the thirty first? Yeah, you say. I it. think you do. Oh. Or happy. You say it happy at end midnight, of year. At the happy t- New Year's. No, no, you say it on the 31st. Yeah. That's cool. If you see somebody at the store, you're like, Happy New Year. See you later. Oh, yeah. Because you're talking <laughs> in the future. See you later. See you sometime. And then you like to say, See you next year. Smell you later. Oh, smell you later. Never mind. That's what Chris <laughs> likes to say to people. So we had the best night. Um, we, if you listened to the last podcast, you probably heard that we had the lead up to the, the actual moment when the real people showed up in Uray, and today is that day. So we uh, drove the sweet, sweet van, Chris's sweet van, all the way down to pick up these beautiful, smiling faces, people from all over the place. We had some people from Florida, nice, warm Florida, nice, warm Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone on this trip was from a warm climate. You think they wanted mm. to experience the flavor of the northern middle of the United States? It's hardly States. northern. The, the winter? The northern the winter of the Rocky Mountains? Of the yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The direct center of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They, they traveled north to a very cold place. Yeah. Yes. yes. And a very high place. Yeah, it's totally different. I don't know. I think people in Minnesota often fantasize about going somewhere warm in the winter. And then people in the South maybe fantasize about going somewhere really cold. You said that in a very, you weren't really sure. They're like, they fantasize. Fan- fantasize. <laughs> maybe they dread or fear. But no dread or fear is happening now because everybody that is here was just like the coolest tonight. We, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So these trips, of course, are really fun because we get to meet people that we've been working with for a while, some people that we... Um, meet for the first time mm-hmm. all sorts of personalities all sorts of people from like different industries stuff like that and so oh, so we picked everybody up drove them to our house um, we've got a little house in Ridgeway uh, it's really cute it's this great house where we're all kind of in a couple rooms together nice big open like fireplacey living room and uh, we got together right I don't know what, what would you say early evening a nice early evening mm-hmm. and took everybody to a nice uh, walk down to the grocery store, saw the town. It's really tiny. It's really cute. It's got a backdrop of these beautiful purple mountains. And then all around you are these great houses that have probably been there for like a million years and gave them a little tiny tour of the town and uh, told them about the day. And of course, like we've got a million things planned for these guys and I'm really excited. But tonight we had a New Year's Eve party with everybody um, as we got to know each other, this is really fun. We played a game. Uh, some of you guys have played it before, and this is uh, kind of an art camp favorite for us is Telestrations. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of a weird version of it. Yeah, it's not Telestrations, but that's the closest thing. It's but pretty close. It's just like a weird drawing exercise. You make it sound so clinical. <laughs> it's a fun game. Where you, <laughs> it's like, uh, what would you say? It's like a... Uh, telephone. Telephone, but with drawings. Yeah, so that... The name Telestrations is a very uh, effective. Yeah. Yeah. But 
you know, and you're playing that and everybody's drawing weird stuff and then they're writing things and then you're drawing some weird stuff. It's real fast and real goofy. And so we had a really good time with that. But the main part of the evening was whipping out all the board games and playing them all night uh, amongst many good hearty laughs, in fact, and some gun pointing also <laughs> in the mix. Some good, some nice good laughs. When and then, in Colorado. When in Colorado, you... Bust out the guns. So Chris has a game called Cash and Guns. I'm sure you guys probably have heard him talk about it before, but I've never played it. So really, this I turn around. First time? She no, didn't I didn't play even play. It. I just sat and, and I turn around and you guys are all pointing guns at each other. And then I was like, "It is <gasps> the best game." So it's a it's a mobster game. Right when you get back from a heist, so you're sticking each other up. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, just a, it's just kind of a fun push your luck. I don't know, kind of not really bluffing game, but. It has some socialness to it. Yeah. But it has these foam guns that kind of, you could just use your fingers and it would be the exact same game, but it no, wouldn't well, be as fun. But, but it's, a, it's, yeah, it makes it more thematic, yeah, which is good. Everyone yeah. likes holding on to those guns. <laughs> it, yeah. At first, people are real timid and they're like, yeah. oh. But it's such a good game to get to know people too, because you're, tr- you're like in character and you're trying to like, I don't know, pick who you're going to shoot next. It's really <laughs> A beautiful way to start yeah. new friendships. I think yes. all the games we played were a good um, first-person kind of meeting games. We also yeah. played Masquerade, which is kind of a another bluffing game where you're mm-hmm. you're you have a role and you you have to lie sometimes and you have to call people out on their yeah. lies. So. Well, what I like about both these games, like Masquerade, most of the time you have no idea if you're lying, and also Cash and Guns, like you have to point your gun at somebody, yeah. so it gets interesting. Gotta point and, at somebody. Yeah, right. You Why wouldn't point. you? I mean, Might really. Well yeah. I feel like, yeah, sure. But yeah. I mean, that I mean, it was really funny to watch. There's some there's some good photos that I think that we're gonna post on Instagram. Um, they might be there somewhere. And really silly looking, all you guys. I'm observing from afar, but super funny. And everybody's laughing, really, really ridiculous. But it was really nice. I think like meeting everybody for the first time was super fun. And you know, again. You sort of sit down, you get the fire going, just like hanging out with people. Um, and that was good. And, you know, before everybody came, it was kind of a, uh, it's always a rambunctious time where we're quickly driving around, finding stuff, finding last minute things, setting stuff up. And, you know, like the whole like great crew plus Adam uh, took a drive this morning to go and just, you know, just in case, just scope some stuff out. And so we went uh, by some of the places that we're going to go looked for him, ran into a, a grave site, uh, yep. decided we were in the wrong area, <laughs> turned around with fear in our eyes, and then saw a goat jump off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. yeah. There was, well, before we saw the goat, we saw a sign <laughs> that was a goat crossing the road. It was like one of those yellow warning signs. And then Lindsay said, what did she call it? A goat. No. A sheep with horns. You said, look, a sheep with horns <laughs> or something. It was not a, it was a ram. It was not a goat. I think you said it was a goat with horns. Yeah. But isn't it? Was it? A, What's the difference? A goat is like the kind you find on a farm. A ram is and like also those it big curly horns, horns. But it's like teeny tiny, like yeah. horns. Mm, I need to do some research. <laughs> so it was a big ram. Well, it was Which really was cool. Amazing. So we were winding up this, like the side of a cliff. So like it was a precipice. really steep. And all of a sudden we were like, oh, there's one in the road. And we stared at it. And it looked like it had no care in the entire world, staring straight off into the, 
you, Ray, and just walked right off the side of the cliff. And we were like, it was <gasps> like Batman when he jumps off and then the criminals run to the side and they look down and they're like, where'd he go? He's dead gone. It so was yeah, exactly I didn't like go that. nowhere to be found. Because I drove up to the cliff edge. I know, and, and we, and we like, screamed. And we said, stop that, Chris. <laughs> said, stop driving but you off. Couldn't, you couldn't even see ground below it. It was just a straight face. It was pretty steep, yeah. You just went head first into the I think they're the built for that. They have those little toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't even he didn't even like acknowledge that there was an edge there. He Maybe didn't it's even his look like at it. home turf. Yeah, he was like staring in the middle of the road, and then all of a sudden he just kind of like kicked forward and just like Walked galloped off. ahead, and then kind of just went right but off the edge with his like face straight forward. He didn't look at the ground or pretend it was even there. It was amazing. Well, we'll see if you see him again. That would be very nice. I've yeah, never seen him. Maybe we'll one be on those. a hike and we'll find a smashed ram somewhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope not. No. That's no, he's terrible. probably fine. He's probably How like that, is. you know, that frog that they keep burying under buildings in Warner Brothers cartoons? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That horrible frog that does that dance. He goes, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. They bury it? Yeah, they keep Maybe burying it. And then it keeps coming dead, back to and life. And then, yeah. And then he sings and only one person ever sees him. And then he tries to convince everyone else. And, he, like, and they hold up a frog, a limp frog, frog, and try to shove it in people's faces. <laughs> We're going to do that with that goat. It's a ram, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever so anyway that was fun well you know it's we had a just this awesome half a day it was really great lots of games we're really excited to bring everybody tomorrow um to some of the cool stuff that we've got planned uh and i suppose we'll just pick up where we uh left off tomorrow night tell you how how it yeah, went i'm very excited a lot of these trips people have a idea of what we're doing but they've never been here and they'll so never guess giant surprises super surprise time well, i think they well sure okay oh yeah well they might know because i wrote some of it on i the, think we told them what mostly what we're oh doing yeah okay but, never mind yeah. maybe the surprises but they might not the know mystery. the excitingness of it until they actually see it in person yes that, there you go okay that makes sense well that should be good so it'll be great all right well we'll check back in with you guys we'll tomorrow. start the new year proper yeah all right well happy pre-new year then Happy New Year. Woohoo. Yeah, woohoo for real this time yeah, instead of yesterday. Fake New Year. Now it's real New Year. I don't year. think you understand the concept of New Year, but. Doesn't matter, Chris. All right. Now <laughs> is the first. First is number one. Number one means beginning. I learned that in school. <laughs> Therefore, it is the first of the year. So, to start off the first of the year, why not take everybody to do some random stuff they've never done before in their entire life, right? Mm-hmm. So. We didn't necessarily surprise people, but we did offer a, a combo of really unique things today. My favorite of which was ice climbing. So picture this. 250 feet of solid walls of ice stretched across like a mile and a half of a gorge. And everything is glistening and blue. And it's really weird and kind of like blue lighting down there. Uh, there's like little bright specks of people climbing and chipping away and you can hear little crumbles of ice kind of falling off and little like dings and bell sounds from people chipping with their ice axes and like neon coats and neon pants and just a just a crazy little tiny tiny little people amongst these humongous like ice flows and uh we took everybody there to go and view it and some of us went and climbed it just to see what that would be like. I think we've like, it was one of my fantasies to go and see what, um, what that 
that might look like because I read all these books on mountaineering and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and they always talk about putting on your crampons, you know? Like for <laughs> yeah. anybody that doesn't know what so a crampon is. So you guys had a is, guide? We did have a guide. His name was Dan. Mm-hmm. He was very laid back. Like I think when I think of Colorado, I think of laid back people and he was quite laid back. Mm-hmm. And he taught us how to put crampons on our boots and those are those pointy things. Mm-hmm. He taught us how to swing an ice axe, which I've never done before. Um, and we took Drew... <laughs> And Matt. And then he said, none of you had knee problems, right? And then I was like, I had knee surgery last year. And then Matt Rockefeller was like, I have knee surgery coming up. <laughs> and we're like, uh, and then but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> the best part about him, too, as, we, as we're learning, we're all sitting there in orientation, right? And it's, it's Drew, Matt, and Chris and I. And so we were the people that signed up for this. And he sits us down and he says, all right, okay, who's got some previous climbing experience? No one? Okay. All right. No, we climb. We rose our hand. Yeah, but not ice climbing. Not ice climbing. <laughs> We're like, we, we find a fake wall inside an indoor I've climbed thing. real spires in sa- South Dakota. You did? Maybe when he was a yeah. fetus. Like a fake <laughs> no, baby. I was like 20 some years old. All right. That's fine. So then he said. So I stood up and I said, I'll teach this class. I have climbing experience. <laughs> pushed. Pushed you pushed Dan away. And I kicked him with a crampon and broke my <laughs> knee off. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. And then he said, who all is wearing appropriate clothing? And he looked at all of our pants. And we were all wearing jeans. And he says, hmm, this is the first time I've brought people into this cavern that are wearing jeans. That will be interesting. Okay, then. And then he goes. And I said, we're from Minnesota. We'll be fine. Yeah. Except for these guys aren't. They're from Texas. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, okay, then. Uh, well, let's just uh, go there then, I suppose. And so he, he outfitted Was us. Was that your entire orientation? Yeah. Was just asking you if you know. Well, we were doing? still sitting in the office. Well, yeah. Point. All we did, all we really did there is sign some waivers. And then oh, he, okay. he fitted us with gear. And he okay. said, don't jump off the cliff. And we said, sounds good. And that he said, go to great. the bathroom because there's no way to go in there unless you. Just go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a cavern. And so, yeah, it was really nice meeting. We were super laid back, super chill. And so it was good. I don't know. It was good. So all the while we were getting our orientation, Jenny was off somewhere. Yeah. So everyone who opted not to ice climb, we hiked along the side of it. So this is all taking place at the Uray Ice Park. Um, so it was on top of the hill that we drove up the day before. And you could sort of look across things. So you, where we hiked was right along the side of one of the edges of the gorge. Um, and they had these metal grate things that sort of stood over the top of the gorge. And you could look down and see what people are doing. Yeah. There was actually a National Geographic photographer that was suspended across both edges. And just like free hanging in the center taking photos, which is really cool. Suspended with ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Floated by his pants. <laughs> just floating. No, he was magically. He had, he had two ropes that were like connected at each end of, or each side, and he was just hanging in the center photographing stuff, which is really cool. I wonder how he cool. gets out of it. I don't know. Maybe you like. Just undoes one and like falls a, into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Say? There's probably like a pulley system. Like you pull yourself oh, closer maybe. to one side. Mm-hmm. But um, it was pretty cool. And so a couple people sat down and started sketching the ice climbers. And I was actually looking for you guys because I had no idea. There was, once you got to the top of the hill, there was sort of a bridge that went over the gorge and then a tiny, like 20 foot wall where there's, I don't know, like 20 or 30 people climbing. And I was like, oh, they're definitely going to be right here. Because we don't know what we're doing. On this baby wall with all the babies. 
except for they're all adults, but they're <laughs> they're babies. It was a and small then, wall compared yes, to the gorge. It was very small. And then all the people that were coming out of the big hole. It was still like 25 feet or something. Though. Yeah. 30 yeah. feet maybe. But all the people that were coming out of the big hole were like real legit mountain men. And so <laughs> I was like, there's no way you guys are going over here. So I just stood by the small wall waiting to see if I could find you guys and took photographs of the town. You could l- overlook the entirety of Uray from up there, which is really cool. Um, so we did some sketching and looking and um, sat. There was actually a, a nice fire that was for all the climbers and stuff that we hung out by for a while. And then we walked up right behind Jenny and said, hey. And it's just like <laughs> an hour later after our, yeah. <laughs> our orientation, we're tromping up there. And we said, hey, we're, we're about to go in this gorge. And Jenny's like, uh, oh, very interesting. <laughs> so... All the while, the four of us passed Jenny, and Jenny went to go do something else. And the guide, Dan, he says, okay, well, you guys have to be careful in this part because there are these weird floor mats over this grate. You cannot get your crampon stuck in there or you'll never get it out. In the grate. What? So you have to walk on the floor mat. Yeah. Don't you stick could, your foot you in the grate, You won't never get said. it out, but it's, it like locks in. like they. It's they, like Velcro, except with <sighs> metal. <laughs> He says, good luck. Don't step on it. And we went, okay. And then instantly, <laughs> Drew stepped in it. <laughs> then we went, oh. No. And then you just left him there? Yeah, then we just left him there forever. Oh. And then, it took a while to get him out. It was like on the little step, I believe, up to the part. Well, I don't blame him. It was covered in snow, like one puff of snow. So he stepped on snow, but there was great. And then it you. fell all the way through. And we were like, oh, no. And then we got his foot free. Dan wrestled with his foot for a while and got it out of there. And then he said, all right, well, okay, be careful with this next part. And we're like, okay. So all four of us in a line, plus Dan, walked past legit climbers. Like they were... The mountain men. The mountain men. They were just stuck to a wall. Some of them had all of their clippies and their rope things. (laughs) They were just like strung up everywhere. There's like neon rope everywhere. And we're walking down this... 50 foot, 60 foot, 70 foot, like, like, I don't know. Pathway thing. Pathway thing. But it's, it's all the way on the very top of the gorge. And so we're looking down to our left and we can see people 200 feet down that are scaling this wall from the bottom. And it was really kind of crazy. You get a little bit of vertigo up there because you're looking down and you're not, you know, you're like, "Ah." so (laughs) we're walking and we don't know where we're going. He's just kind of leading us around. He's like, all right, well, we're going to go down this first part. And I'm going to belay you down. So we're going to clip you in, get you down there. And he took us um, really nicely, kind of baby steps, one at a time, all the way down into the belly of the gorge. And it was... Did you walk all the way down there? Or did you have to propel? We had to like, yeah, we had we to... We had to like repel, kind of. They had, you kind of like walk all the way until the gorge kind of ends. But it's still really steep, so they have ropes set there that you can connect to. But you're not oh, like okay. rappelling down like you would the ice thing. You're you're walking down a steep hill, oh, but you're okay. on a rope like just in case you fall. Little ledges and little tiny yeah. Like, so there's steps like little like and... like two foot rappels or whatever. Oh, but okay. And you don't kinda... you don't. It's not like they just set you up at the top of that giant cliff and then make you rappel down. Oh, I you, see. You like walk a long way around and then. So boom. we didn't really know. We were like, oh. This is our climbing. This but you is have to fine. like connect your rope and then if you pass somebody, you have to like take your rope, connect. Oh, you know, just, like like, yeah, yeah, just, just like Everest. Yeah, just like Everest. So I was like, wow, I'm learning. And then <laughs> we finally got down to the bottom and there's a little tiny stream that went all the way through. And of course, anybody that has real winter in their home state knows that water can go underneath big snow banks and you can't see it. So the guy was telling us, okay, be careful where you step or you're going to fall right in and then you're just going to have to be wet forever. 
And so we're carefully tiptoeing with our huge 20-pound crampons on, <laughs> trying not to fall in the river. And he's guiding us They're and like taking us through pounds, like... Maybe. You're wrecking my illusion, Chris. God. <laughs> so then he's taking us down there and we're thinking like, where could he possibly be dropping us off here? And he walks us all the way to the very center of the gorge to a pea yellow, <laughs> a pea yellow area of ice. And we look up at it and he goes, there you go. And we look up, 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 up. And then he's like, that's your rope. And we're like, um... That's so who so who went first? I went uh, first. Lindsay did. Whoa. And he said, Who wants to go? And everybody backed away one foot. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Before we did this, he had us practice hammering away at the ice, which is really hilarious. We spent like about a half an hour like just like swinging an ice pick into the ice. Well, the ice picks have like a hook where your pinky is. So when you swing it, you don't swing it like a hammer, you you flick kind of flick it and it pivots around your oh, pinky. So when you swing it, you really kind of don't put you're a lot like, of force into it. You almost, you're you like your wrist like, is the last part almost yeah. as if you're like, I don't even know. I what. forgot what he said. He, he made some analogy of how we're supposed to flick it, like throwing a dart or something like that. I can't something remember. like that. But it was interesting because then he's telling you, he's like, don't aim for the parts that look like ice. You aim for the cracks. And you're like, why would I ever aim for a crack? <laughs> yeah, that seems like a bad idea. But he's like, but that's where it's strongest. And we were like, what? It's like scar tissue. Well, you aim for like the yeah, divots so. or something. The, like the little cracks between things, you know? That's crazy. So never aim for a bump. And he says, okay, well, well watch what, ha- what happens oh, yeah, when you, you aim for a bump. And you do. And the whole thing falls off. Like, it just like you're watching crumbles into your face. dudes <laughs> around you. All these people around you are like huge like monitor sized pieces of ice are just crashing around you because people are hitting pieces of ice and just falling off the wall that's the other thing there was people climbing you kind of have like i mean there's and it was naturally i guess so there's no lanes but you know people kind of space themselves out mm-hmm. but because it's shaped like a waterfall kind of some things kind of like cascade over th- something so yeah. the guy who was climbing to our left would eventually kind of be above us for a little bit so then all of a sudden, we would just get rained on by like these massive pieces yeah. of ice. That's so funny. I would imagine it'd be the complete opposite that you'd want like the most solid piece of. And then you, you think. and then you yeah. shout like, "Watch out!" I don't know what you shout. There's something that people shouted when the ice broke. There was one at the end. There was a guy who was doing the um, belay, so he was like running the rope or whatever, and he was standing at the bottom. And then some guy broke some ice, like a massive piece of ice, and it landed like a foot from this guy, and it was like the size of a backpack. What? And then the guy was like, watch out. Sorry, that happened really fast. <laughs> and oh the guy just like looked at it. And then he looked at the guy and he had like this, I'm going to kill you face on. But um, <laughs> I bet, cause well, that didn't happen really us. Heavy. No, because and we it had never could have because we are infallible. Yes. The whole time <laughs> I was thinking about the the wall in Game of Thrones and I was like, oh, you guys could totally climb the wall. Well, now we could. I think that one is way bigger. It is. It's Isn't like, that, like eight times. miles tall. Or yeah, something? it's super tall. <laughs> And it's in, it is pure like solid ice. It's not cracked. It's also fake. It is fake. <laughs> <laughs> right. So but then, so we, then could, we, we were practicing for a while. And what you have to do besides throw your axe is you have to practice kicking the wall. So that was just hilarious. Sit, just sitting there kicking the wall. Yeah, we're just basically he's just like attack the wall, and we're like, all right then. And so that's all we did: kick the wall. Kick Chris it. was like, thank God I can finally kick someone with my crampons. Yeah. yeah. I was like, here, I got to pull it out of your butt crack because that's where I kicked you before, and then I took it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
gosh. Yeah, but we did do that. And then, so I strapped in. He got me up there. And then... Um, well, he didn't. He strapped in. You start right at the bottom. Yeah, that's what I meant. You just start climbing he, right off the He floor. got me up close to the wall. And then I... And to get up the close to the wall, we had to walk. It was like the kind of the area we were standing and then a river and then the wall. So if you fell... If you were like standing on the wall and then tripped backwards, you would fall in a river. Yeah. If you probably had like three feet, two feet maybe to stand on. So. Small what? river. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the river more? <laughs> it was interesting because you know that there's a person behind you holding a rope that, that can counter your weight. But you're still like holding on for dear life. So as I start to swing my ice axes and my feet... And I'm trying, and you're not stepping on anything. That's the funny part. You, you're kicking your toes and the points on your toes. Create like, a little shelf. Parallel or perpendicular to the wall. Do you also have to put those in the cracks? Uh, no. Okay. But it, may, it sometimes helps. But you're not standing on anything. You are completely just poking the toes of your shoes into a wall. So you're. you're but then you're standing on those. So if you do it right, you can pretty much just stand on them. But it's so counterintuitive because you're thinking to yourself, I should be just put my toes in somewhere instead of like having the the tips of my boots just poked in there. You think you should be stepping on it like you're climbing a tree, but you're not. The other thing that's weird is you're you're climbing with your ice axes, not your hands. So it's not nothing like climbing an indoor climbing wall at all. It is the opposite of that because you're, you're just like trusting the fact that that ice axe is going to hold you. And my ice axe is the, and that first go weighed so much more than I could handle. It was like trying to throw my dog with one arm every time. It was like, felt like after a couple times, it was so taxing that I was like, I don't think I can do this. He's like, give her the baby axes. And then I was like, what? So he gave me these ones that were super light. And I was like, oh, <laughs> climbed all the way up. But it was unreal. You just, you're sitting there and you're kicking the wall and you're trying to haul yourself up. And, you know, he's like yelling positive things at you in a calm <laughs> voice from below. And you try not to look down. You realize you're like, I don't know, 50 feet up. And you're like, holy crap. But the crazy thing is you also forget that you're smashing your knees into the wall the entire time. And I scurried up to the first part scurried up to the second part and before I knew it I was at the top and I was like this is crazy and he goes now let go and I was like uh-huh, okay <laughs> so I took my ice axe off and I leaned backwards and it's one of the weirdest feelings because you're like I'm trusting he's not gonna let go of my rope and I'm not gonna fall to my death yeah also right at the top of the hill by the fire I was talking about is a monument for all the people who've died <laughs> So I did not see that. Oh, it was like that <laughs> tiny octagon thing. Yeah, uh, just started under. carving Lindsay's name, and she's like, "Why do I start now?" Lindsay, Lindsay Noel. No. <laughs> yeah. no. So sad, but yeah, I it was it was cool. It was really cool. And then you know, I feel like you know, Chris Chris climbed up after me, right? Yeah. Well, the whole time I was down there, I felt amazing starting that day. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna conquer this." But I also have been. I wouldn't say battling, but I've, I definitely have been experiencing some altitude sickness, which if you don't know, you get sick sometimes if you go up in the mountain, it's often like a flu-like symptom. Kind of like a headache and You get headaches, people, nausea. some people vomit, some people get diarrhea, it's all sorts of different stuff. I luckily just had really bad headaches and I just 
wasn't feeling very good, but I wasn't like vomiting or anything like that. But at the beginning of the day, I was like, this is great. I'm having, but by the time we had stood there and practiced and Lindsay had gone all the way up and you climbed a lot longer than anyone thought you were going to climb. He was just like, man, she's still going. I thought, you know, um, he thought I was going to, I was looking at the, well, I was looking at the clock and I was like, if everyone's going to take as long as Lindsay, we are going to be here until it's dark. Not that you took for long, but you went all the way to the top, which I don't think anybody thought anyone was going to go all the way to the no top. No one trusted that I could climb the gorge. Yep. Now I'm depressed. And then, well, I think he, I think he think, I think most people get to a certain point and they're like, I'm good. And then they're good. Oh man, you go ice climbing and I, I feel like that's your Well, challenge. I was standing there and then eventually I was like, I wish I would have went first. Cause then I was like hunched over on the ground and I was like. I am going to die and I'm stuck in this gorge because there is no way out of here. <laughs> like <laughs> the only way up. out is with the guide because I would have to reconnect all the things and I would have to find my way own way out of the gorge and I would have to like climb up the things. Um, so then it was my turn and then I was like, I guess I'm ready. And then um, I started going and it was fine. Like I felt okay. Um, and then I started climbing and then I immediately fell and smashed my knee. Oh, no. And then I was like, and then I ended up on the ground because I fell within like the first three feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I climbed That's... it and it was good. I don't know. But Lindsay had already done it and I only went probably. He lived vicariously through you, like, my success. swing back and then roll against the ice? I you just f- rolled all over it? No, I fell. I kind of like, like my, I think the ice I was standing on gave out or something or my crampons gave out. So then I just fell and then, you, you know, you drop a couple feet because the rope is not like super taut. And then I just, you just like, I guess the difference between that and normal climbing is the walls are very uneven because they're ice. That's kind of like, it's like a waterfall froze mid stream. So it's kind of like ridges and stuff. And then I just couldn't get my feet on there. And then I slammed it in the wall. Then I climbed it and I was really cold. And then eventually I was just like, I can't go any further. I need to go back down. He taught me a trick. Yeah. He taught me a trick that if you're, yeah, if you're like... This is very helpful for anybody that lives in cold climate. If your hands are getting what like numb, yeah, you just swing them like you're gonna toss a softball oh. like twenty times, and all yeah. the blood goes back to your fingers, and it oh, hurts a little that's bit. Amazing, yeah, it but it totally to works. Because yeah, that's the part that always gets the coldest. It totally works. It was awesome. He's like, swing your hands, and I was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, my hands were pretty cold, but I think I more felt. Like the cure for altitude sickness, of course, is rest. So then I was like, I feel bad. I'm just going to climb an entire wall. And then I got halfway up and I was like, now I feel really bad. So I'm going to go back down. (laughs) The cool thing was that Drew totally killed it. He followed you with gusto and just clambered right up that wall. And he looked like he was a natural. He was just like climbing it, swinging the axes. No baby axes Mm -hmm. for him. No way, man. He well, was... like when that guy gave you the baby axes, he's like, that's going to be easier for her. But the other axes are technically easier because they do more of the work for you. Of like, I could barely swing that axe. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I guess it has to be proportionate. Like if Chris weighs more than you, then he probably has to have something stronger it was... or kick harder into the wall. Yeah, yeah. It was Well, I mean, crazy. If, you throw some, you know, if you throw something heavy, it just will get stuck in the wall better than something light. Oh, yeah. And then Matt went, and he was also super good. Like, he did a great job, and he was just clam, clam. Matt all. was very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both were, but I think Matt was more scared. He did it, though. He he got it. I mean, he just went right up there. It was like no big deal. I mean, you couldn't tell he was scared. 
I couldn't tell he was scared. Uh, maybe. It was super cool. I'm really proud of everybody. That's one of those things that I feel like, when are you ever going to do that? You know, I'm glad I did it. Now yeah. I kind of know what it's I'm like. I'm glad I did it too. Like I definitely wouldn't have not done it. Even if I, I mean, if I was like vomiting and had diarrhea, then I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody would really want to do it. Just because I had like a headache and felt kind of woozy or whatever. His is the brown streak. (laughs) Yeah, that's why that wall was yellow. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, all people peed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's where they put their Yeah, no, I was super glad I went. I was feeling like kind of whatever, but I was like, I I totally would go again. Oh my God, it was amazing. I totally would go again. I feel like, yeah, it's, well, where are you going to find a wall full of ice? That's the other thing. I feel like that was perfect. It was like a controlled situation. Um, yeah. And then really quickly, the wall is there because it occurs naturally, but there's also a pipeline for the power company that carries water. And then people used to go climbing that wall and then the walls would get full. So then they started poking holes with their axes into the pipe to make their own walls. And then the power company was like, I don't like this. So they put in like kind of their own. So it's, it's mostly natural, but it does kind of get refreshed. And that's why people can go climb it and smash it every single day. They'd turn the water on on you. The guy was yeah, like, we so got to get out of here he's by like, four. Yeah, they, <laughs> so we're like, we're going to climb till four. But yeah. at four, they just turn the water on. So if you're down in that gorge still, you get a shower. <laughs> you'll just get covered in ice. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Ice And then forever. you'll be the ice thing. They'll be climbing. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be like, somebody will like be climbing and then they'll be like, ah, because they'll see your face like six inches under the ice. Oh, that's Probably. Scary. I know. I just recently listened to a podcast again. It's an old one. But it was about like the old person that they, not old person. It was a young person that was frozen for like The 20. bog man? No, they were found in Italy, I a think. A glacier? They were found in a mountain in Italy, but had been frozen since like before in like 80 times. AD. A- oh, oh, wait, sorry, oh. BC. BC times. BC times. <laughs> I was like, like I was like, the 80s? This? The 80s? Okay. <laughs> the 80s. No, no, it's, it's like one of the oldest preserved things but yeah you would be a preserved ice man yeah that would be your legacy Mm -hmm. you could have done that we made it out before the water came on yeah that's good yeah that's good it was while you guys were doing that i took everyone down to the town so it was just like a short walk down um the hillside and we actually went and found a really awesome coffee shop and (laughs) sat down and got some coffee uh which is always on everyone's top thing to do it is that's necessary it's good it is yeah so a bunch of people sketched it was also new year's day so lots of things in town had been closed just for the holiday um but everything that was open was awesome it was all the antique stores so we went and looked through um like vintage uh newspapers and a bunch of uh one of the artists that was with us bought a fashion magazine from like 1908 or something crazy so it was really cool and they had super old patches from like Uray and Colorado and things. So it was really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I want, I want some coffee. <laughs> I feel like that was really cool. I, I think that day was really great. We, we ended up spending, you know, some time there. And in the morning, um, we had done another sort of like get together. And so on some of these trips, we run mini workshops. And so one of my favorite conversations in the morning, like before we got in the van, before we went exploring, was really talking about like, like how to determine what you'd like to do next. And so it wasn't really a goal setting thing, but kind of like a, a blue sky, like anything's possible um, workshop. And so we got to hear some of the crazy things people were really into and stuff that they've always wanted to do. And that was really fun that morning. Mm-hmm. And so it was really a neat 
experience and then to follow it up with a crazy adventure I think was really good yeah I thought that was really nice I know lots of people during the day too like at the coffee shop we were all talking about new year's plans and what we're trying to finish up and what we want to do next it's a good time for that I think it is yeah. it really is yeah. it is a really good time for that and so all right so everybody was bruised and battered only the four of us you guys had a leisurely coffee we and, did. We and did. scenic viewing and so we got home had dinner changed and we said all right get back in the van we got special treat so um we it was maybe i would say 9 p.m and we said all right you're gonna need your swimming suit so go put it on (laughs) and we're gonna go out into the night in our swimming suits and people were like okay sounds good so we drove and we were driving 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 and all of a sudden we drove into a perfectly pure white mist and it got thicker and thicker and thicker and people were like what is up with this this is crazy because what is it a cloud or what is it and all of a sudden we pull down in this little tiny like area and walk in and we're at um the orvis hot springs so leave it to us to find some hot springs (laughs) in a cold climate but in this area, as you guys might know, anytime there are mountains, there are usually lots of like tectonic activity. And so right here is a little tiny hot spring. It's geothermally heated. They have these natural pools that have rocks, you know, on the outside and it's just open air. So you can see the stars, you can see the trees. I mean, you are outside. So it is not a, it's not an Olympic sized pool. It is a hole in the ground with a bunch of rocks. And we went in, we changed and we scurried outside in like 15 degree weather and as your eyes adjusted you realize there weren't very many lights there's tiny little like pinpoints of lights that they put so that we we wouldn't slip and fall and die (laughs) but but we we ran to the big pool well you guys did and then i was like no one's gonna be able to find you because it's pitch black in here so then i spent I i like walked everyone to the door to the pool so I like, escort. Yeah. yeah. So I was like so walking Chris, around in my underwear. <laughs> Chris walked around <laughs> in his underwear. <laughs> and then we all sat down in there and we kind of had to do a weird game of Marco Polo to find everyone because yeah. we couldn't see anybody. But as your eyes adjusted, you started to realize that all the trees surrounding this pool were sparkling and glittering. There was all the, all the steam that we had seen had come from the heat from the hot springs and just coated all the trees around. So it looked like candied fruit or like, like old timey Christmas cards. And we could look up at the sky as the mist would kind of blush around and every single star was visible. And it's one of those magical moments where if you live in the city, you just don't see that kind of stuff ever. And so having just on the cosmos, Jenny and I, (laughs) and a, you know, and a handful of people that had also been in that show looked up at the sky and said, Hey, microscopium, (laughs) there's lupus, there's this, there's that. And then I was like, Hmm. I don't know what the rest of those are, but it was, <laughs> it was so really cool. cool though. It was, it was pretty amazing. I don't know. It was fun to just to sit in there. I think we were all telling ghost stories for a while, which is really fun. It seems like such an appropriate thing. Even the people who are maybe a foot or two in front of you, you couldn't see their face. You couldn't see anything. You just felt like you were all alone. So it happened often that you'd be floating along and then look to your left and be somebody totally different you don't know who they are <laughs> oh so, did you also mention this uh was clothing optional no 
So, so sometimes you don't know who they like, are and you don't know what they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, uh-oh, I just came into a weird situation. I think everybody we went with kept their clothes on. Yes. I did. mean, if they took them Couldn't off, we didn't know. I know. <laughs> they were like, we'll see. But it yeah, was it, it was, was really, really nice. cool. It was the best. I mean, I feel like we're all from art school. We've seen a naked person before, mm-hmm. but we couldn't see anything. No, but if we could have. Yeah, you could not see anything. Yeah, so it was really good. But we stayed in there until it closed and we got out and... Um, such a funny place, you know. Yeah, very nice cats in the uh, huge cats area. Yeah, all the cats here are giant. Huge cats, yeah. So we're all relaxed, and although my legs are totally purple now from smashing into a wall a bunch of times, it was the best first day of the year. So, um, whew. so tomorrow we have some cool stuff. We do. Yeah. We're taking people skiing. Oh my gosh. Are you ready for skiing, Chris? You got to be active two days in a row. I'm always ready. Okay. All right. So that'll be really cool. So I think a bunch of people today told me that they were going to go, even though they didn't originally think they would. So of course we have a couple optional things on this trip, like the ice climbing. So I'm excited for people to try something totally new. I think they'll really love it. So we will follow up tomorrow, which you know how it goes. Today's January 2nd, and uh, whew, day two of adventure. So, Chris, how how is your body feeling? Does anybody ever ask you that question? <laughs> uh, it is fine. <laughs> oh, good. All right. That's good. Uh, so, uh, two different things happened today. Uh, we took everybody to Telluride, which is another little tiny town. Um, it's the same one that we went skiing in. Uh, a couple days ago Mm -hmm. so when light gray team went plus adam that was super fun and so we were like all right cool we're gonna bring everybody over there and teach some people how to ski so chris was our dedicated ski master and having just taught adam adam (laughs) just adam really, just adam how to ski you felt totally primed yeah i felt okay there was a lot of people to teach yeah and then we also had the, the leisurely route. We did. So two diff- two totally different things. I'll let Chris tell you what it was like taking people up to the very top of Telluride. Yeah. Well, we, we've already been to the very top of Telluride, but my plan was similar for this group as it was for Adam, which was to start him on a... Adam, I started him on a blue, but these guys, I was going to start them on a very easy green, ski down to the bottom, and then make pretty much the same trip back up to the top of the mountain, and then we could take that galloping goose which is that long winding trail that takes a good long time to get down and it's got amazing vistas and things um so some people who were not originally going to come kind of decided to come how many people were with you uh i don't like eight yeah maybe like a huge chunk there was eight of us total including me because we filled one gondola perfectly oh Wow. wow how nice um yeah so we um got our skis and all that kind of stuff i did a little demo of just like how to put them on and stuff like that um and then we started to go and people were varying levels of excited some people were super excited some people face turned a little white in the gondola when they saw how high it was and started to wonder what they got themselves into Yeah, yeah so then um but we we kind of got up and made our way across the mountain to an easier section than we started adam on so um that's the best thing about snow is that it's puffy yes it's not very painful and like a cozy it's kind of like jumping on the bed kind of yeah yeah kind of with skis on (laughs) (laughs) so then we we finally did get on the hill and i got everyone um going and 
It was very, it was, I mean, I was just running be- between people trying to answer questions. The funny thing about skiing is you can, you can tell everyone how it works, but it is a pure feel. Experiential. A, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm going to tell you how to ride a bike, but you're not going to learn how to ride a bike until you get on a bike and yeah. do it, you know? As soon as you get it, you get it. Yeah. So I was just answering questions and running between people and kind of, I'd ski down with some people and take off my skis and walk back up and try and make sure everyone was okay and pick up people who were falling which people were, but that's how you ski and that's how you learn to ski. Did you um, pick anybody up and carry them on your back? Uh, no. Did you pick anybody up and put them on your shoulders? I did not did carry you? anybody. I picked oh. them up and then I <laughs> let them stand and then they would ski. Oh, I see. Okay. That's yeah. probably more effective teaching method. <laughs> so how did it go? Anybody do a backflip? Eventually, people pretty much did get the hang of it, and we kind of split off into a couple groups, and, and the people who wanted to go all the way to the top came with me, and we went all the way to the top. That's and awesome. it wasn't hard. I mean, once you get on the... By the time we got down there, it had clicked. The, these guys were ready to go. They were like, we can do anything. We can go to the top of the mountain. That's great. We had to do our first real chairlift, which was the first... Because <laughs> we had done the gondola, but you need to do the chairlift. But it, it worked perfectly. Nobody like fell or anything like Nobody that. And blew off the um, end of the Yeah, chair. I think the chairlifts are always weird for people because you have like these heavy things strapped to your feet and then you sit down and then you're hanging like 40 feet above the ground or whatever with yeah. weights but on your feet. But it is really cool. Like I was telling people too, like it's totally worth a lift ticket just to see the view from oh, up there. Oh yeah, it for sure. It is so cool to like be above the pines it's unreal and yeah you can see all the animal tracks and, and stuff. I, these, it's, really it's funny because cool. these guys had the exact same experience as you had once you get on the chairlift you're like look at the animal tracks look at the trees <laughs> look at all the stuff you know well you're um, never up there i mean yeah. you're never above a tree right it's like, really cool and these are like the tall spindly pointy ones um I don't know. It is really beautiful from out there and you can see over the entirety of Colorado. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we just did all that. It was a lot of fun. People really, really like Galloping Goose. We actually got to in a couple runs um, and everyone really got the hang of it. So um, like Drew took to it really well. Um, He was flying past people. Adam had already learned. So actually he and I, I think it was he and Drew kind of like took off ahead. Um, in fact, I didn't see Drew for a while cause he was so far ahead of me and I, I was sticking back with Matt and Matt was learning really well. And then there was a moment where he really clicked as well. So then we caught up and then we could stay together. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. And, um, and Nick too. Yeah. Well, Nick also was staying up with Drew. I feel like he, he was pretty good. So was, you know, there was a couple, there was some people who were going a little slower, some people going a little faster and that was great. And we would just wait at the chairlifts and everyone would group up. Um, yeah. And then it was really good. And, and some exciting off-road adventures happened. Ooh, what's um, that about? Well, I, well, actually one happened to me cause I, I, I would like, we'd ski down these runs and then I would go off through the forest and do whatever in the forest, the moments or the jumps or whatever. <laughs> Meet up with people. And then one time I came across, I came out of the forest cause you kind of, they come, you come down and then I went right across the track in front of these guys and then I went up into the other side of the forest and instantly just like fell into a not into a tree but right next to a tree Uh and I was really deep and I couldn't get out and then I thought everyone saw me because I was like I'm flying right in front of these guys they're probably checking me out and then I fell and I was like these guys will help me get out or something right past you yeah none of them them knew it was me so they just went right past me (laughs) so then I was like you know, I'd stick my pole all the way down and it was, this thing was so deep that it would like go all the way around. So eventually I got myself out and then I, and I, I was also wearing jeans again. 
And then I was just covered with snow because it sticks to jeans or whatever, but it was fine. You just shake it off and it's good. But it's That's funny cool. because everyone at the, all the things, they always comment my jeans and I'm always like, You're I'm like, warm, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about Did it. Did anyone worry else about my have pants. any super adventures? The super adventurist of all probably was one time Matt was, it's funny because when I watch these guys, I can see when they're starting to go a little bit too fast for <laughs> what they probably <laughs> should do. And I saw Matt going pretty fast. We were trying to do some bombs and runs or whatever. And then Matt wobbled a little bit. And then he went right into the, <laughs> right off the path <laughs> into a tree, but didn't hit the tree, but he fell also like me right next he to the like tree. He hugged it? Uh, yeah. His like, I think it was like his legs were kind of like on either side. So he almost, it's like he like jumped off. He was going like to drop kick it and jumped off, but then hit his crotch on the tree <laughs> instead. But then he, he got out. He was really deep too. So I took a, I actually took a picture. I was like, I was like, Matt, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, click, 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 click. <laughs> uh, and then he climbed out and it took a while. And he, I mean, he was like up to his chest probably when he was standing upright. Cause once you get your skis off, you just like sink in. So he had his yeah. skis wrapped around the tree. So I was like, just take your skis off and then get out. Um, and then when he was getting out, I was like, um, his pants were ripped down, <laughs> down the crotchal region, like kind of a lot. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting look, I guess, you know, but some people just wear like junk, you know, like if you paint your junk house, clothes, you wear junk yeah. clothes or whatever. I was like, Matt must've just brought like these crotchless pants to ski in, but I didn't notice. And then, <laughs> and then we continued skiing and, and we did some more runs and then everyone was pretty much ready to go and it was getting late. So we're like, let's take it back. And then somebody else was like, Nobody commented. I don't think anybody commented. And then Matt noticed when we were riding the gondola back, we were, he was like, we all, I had some sandwiches and stuff and we hadn't, we had just skied. So we didn't even stop to eat lunch or anything. And I was just like handing out sandwiches and stuff. And then Matt's like, Oh, my, my pants are ripped or something. I can't remember how we even figured it out, but then he noticed. And then everyone else was like, yeah, we thought you knew that this whole time. Cause it was like from his knee all the way up to his crotch. And it was like, second pair of pants. Yeah, we were talking to him. Yeah, he wore long underwear, pants. secondary pants. So I was like, good thing you had your secondary pants on. But, it's very important. Uh, so that it was is. pretty funny. But all those guys loved it. That's awesome. And, That's super awesome. And I told them to keep really doing like. it because now they have it and it's like riding a bike they can go yeah, out next so, year and just yeah. keep doing it. And, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, while they were doing that, we actually took um, the rest of the group through. There was a gondola that went back and forth for back and forth from Telluride to Mountain Village. So we took them up and you could still see pretty far. It was really beautiful and super clear in the gondola that day. Um, so we went to Mountain Village and then looked around for a little bit and we found an ice rink. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. There's one person on it and we we're like, wow, that looks fun. And then we went and sat down for a second and then we looked back at that person and we we're like, that still looks fun. And then, so we made a time to meet back up and, and Jenny and I were sitting there for a second. We said, well, let's just, we should just go check that out. Just, I wonder why that person's skating in there. And so we walked into a store. Why would he do that? Why would, the, how is this possible? We walked into a store and the person's like, are you here for the skating? And I instantly was like, no, thanks. Thanks for your help. And then I was like, wait a second, what's skating? And then he says, oh yeah, well, it's free to ice skate until 1 p.m. And we were like, free? That sounds great. Because <laughs> we were like, oh, what could it be, 15 bucks or something? And so Jenny and I looked at each other with electric eyeballs, and then we looked at all the other people, and we said, if anybody wants to go, 
There's some free ice skating. We're just going to do it. We should just do it. We should do it. And then we got real psyched and put on some ice skate and went out there and then we're super aggressive. <laughs> What's he trying to do? Like a triple less or something? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I've probably ice skated three times in my life. But the fun part about ice skating is it's like, it's kind of like rollerblading, of course, you know, and it's a little less uh, mattressy of course, than <laughs> skiing. But I figure, you know, if you're just confident about what you're doing, you're, you'd probably be okay. And I was like, it'll be fine. Also, I'm wearing a giant coat that's like a giant puff. Yeah, So how how bad could it be if I fell over? And so, and then I was like, how bad would it be if Jenny fell over? <laughs> <laughs> so it was really fun and we were skating around and being goofy and it was so nice. And then people were, you know, we were just sitting there laughing and skating, laughing and um, and then Brittany came out and then Yin Fan came out and it was just like so fun. And then a lot of other people from around there were like, what? Some people are having fun. <laughs> and then so they joined us and, and that was really cool. A couple of people went shopping, but man, I love ice skating. It's kind of awkward, you know? Yeah. Well, it takes a second to figure it out again. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really fun. You practice going backwards and then spinning in circles, spinning in circles. Yeah. It was so good. I love that kind of stuff. Just do whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, Did the skates have a toe pick. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. There was, there was also like two siblings out there trying to do a bunch of fancy moves, but yeah. they like skate underneath each other's legs and stuff. And you I was could like, cut okay, somebody's Lindsay, face with it. You could. You could. You could also chop someone's fingers off. That sounds. Oh, both of those things sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to do some fancy sweet moves. Oh, man. I don't think any of our moves are fancy or sweet, but. No, I mean, we never fell, which is good. Yeah. We just. Yeah. See, if you're holding on to somebody else and you guys are both pushing on each other, then it's real easy to stay upright. But that was really fun. So we we did that for a while, rode the gondola a little bit more, and then we explored Telluride. And of course, it's a cute city. It's got great shops and great food. And, you know, we stopped for another coffee and um, went to a crazy store where I got some coughing elixir because I got a weird throat (laughs) these days. Um, Altitude's so funny. I know it made you feel weird the other day, but um, I have a kind of a weird dry cough that is unnecessary I don't, I don't understand where it came from yeah, but no I think when you go up that high it's like it's like when you're underwater or something and the you hit the pressure change so your lungs just shrivel up oh you know I'll go look that up on wikipedia <laughs> confirm <Shrivel lung>. yeah <laughs> that's what I've got so I need a funny elixir from a weird apothecary yep. but yeah but it's super fun and so that's what we spent our day doing and it was really neat um I feel like yeah, again, it's just uh, a bunch of cool adventuring. And so we started out with the crazy one, and then we got the, the medium adventure, and then we've got the historical adventures tomorrow. So that'll be really cool. You got some fun stuff planned for everybody. So can't wait. Thanks, you guys, for listening to part two of our U-Ray uh, exploration. <laughs> <laughs> Uray Adventure. And we've got uh, part three coming up uh, in a little bit here. Stay tuned for that. So where can people find us, Chris? You can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook and find out about upcoming events, openings, game nights, all sorts of stuff there. You can find us on Tumblr. We're Light Gray Art Gallery. 
And we'll be reblogging a lot of stuff from the Robo Show coming up here and probably already. You can find us on Instagram. Check out work from the Robo Show as well. If you go back a little bit, you'll probably find some pictures from you, Ray, and maybe some more coming. We're at Light Gray Art Lab. And you can subscribe to this show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio, and I think that's it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> and uh, we got, yeah, a lot of stuff planned. So definitely check out the Facebook page. Check out the blog. Um, got some calls for it that are a brewing. And also a couple other um, travel adventures coming up here. Definitely keep an eye out for that if you'd like to be a part of one of our next upcoming ones. We've got some cool stuff happening this summer, so keep an eye out. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to part two of our U-Ray adventure, and we'll talk with you soon. Don't put this part on the stinger. <laughs> I'm not. These don't have stingers, unless something really funny happens. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay rips a big juicy one, then I'll put that in the stinger. <laughs> I don't rip juicy ones. All right. They're like dry puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Moth comes out. <laughs> like I need more fiber. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't put See, that on See, now me. we got the stinger. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on there. All right. <laughs>